This is Craig Hosteller, and you're listening to The Black Sheep Experience. Hey friends, this is Craig Hostetler coming to you from the underground, and I'd like to welcome you to the Black Sheep Experience. This is episode number one. That's right, this is the premiere, the first uh, episode of what I hope to be many podcasts to come. And um, actually, I've wanted to do a podcast for... Uh, for for quite a while, so this is a couple of years in the making. I love podcasts. I uh, have a bunch of favorites, several that I really am into, and uh, I'm I'm just really glad to be a part of the podcasting community. And hopefully, this goes really well. And I really uh, want to thank you for listening today. So the past couple decades, I have been a uh, Christian pastor. Now, I resigned from that a couple of years ago, and there's several reasons for that, and we'll, uh, we'll dive into some of that in future episodes. But one of the main reasons is uh, there was an evolution within my faith, um, transitions that uh, have continued to take place within my faith, and maybe we'll talk about some of those in future episodes as well. But so, so my belief is still Christian, but certainly there are some esoteric and mystic qualities present uh, now. Um, and lots of questions, tons of questions, and searches for truth that are still ongoing. And although that's not what this podcast is necessarily about, well, we'll have religious discussions because that's a huge part of my life, uh, but we'll also have you know, just motivational discussions and Uh, conversations about life and about love and about self-reliance and personal expression. And uh, I actually have several guests, really great guests lined up. So from time to time, I'll have guests on the podcast. And then other times, it will just be um, you and I having a conversation. But what the podcast is really about Uh, The Black Sheep Experience is exploring the journey of individuality in its most uh, purest and aggressive expression. So whether you approach that from a religious context, a philosophical context, a physiology alone, you and I are individuals. So there's not another one of us in the, uh, in the entire world. And I believe, so my personal belief about that is that um, that's by uh, the design of a divine creator who has created us with our own thoughts, our own ideas. We have our own questions, our own beliefs, our own uh, philosophies, passions, and ambitions. And regardless of how hard the world tries to shape us into conformity, there is not now, nor has there ever been, nor will there ever be another you that graces the planet. And so being an individual... I believe is incredibly important, especially in the time that we live, especially in the culture that exists today. Your individuality, and I I really believe this, your individuality is your function in this world. And, you know, it may not be celebrated. There may be disdain, and oftentimes there is. Ralph Waldo Emerson, who um, I absolutely love, uh, said to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else 
is the greatest accomplishment. Paul, the apostle, right, from the Bible, said, do not allow the world to mold you into its own image. Instead, be transformed from the inside out by the renewing of your mind. We, you and I, uh, are inundated with the ideas of the masses, mass media, mass social media, uh, mass religious propaganda. We are constantly berated with the thought of the masses, right? And then we're pressured and we're bullied uh, to swallow these ideas, these mass ideas, this mass propaganda, and then conform to those ideas, right? Become who they want us to be. But within us, there is this revolutionary uh, thought process, right? We've always had these trailblazers, and they're not always celebrated, but they live by their own, I guess, convictions, right? By their own individuality, their personal ideas about the divine, about love, about life, um, about their expression in this world, and their conviction is really their magic, the magic that is used to bring about change, change um, maybe in their home or in their culture or in their community, sometimes uh, actually in the world. You know, being an individual, uh, it's courageous and it's bold work. You have to put in effort to figure out who you are. You have to put in effort to, to create yourself as the person that you really want to be. And I think it's probably really like a, a lifelong process, the endeavor of discovering what you really believe in, what your passions are, and where you need to put your efforts and what you need to create, what your expression in this world is going to be. You know, your personalized convictions. And so becoming the best version of yourself, which is a a really popular term that's being thrown around today, to become that, to really become the individual that you believe the divine wants you to be or or God wants you to be or or who you feel you need to be, I think can be extremely rewarding, extremely necessary. I think it's your offering to the world, but there's also rejection that comes with that. You know, um, Rejection is a part of that process. Honestly, one of the most painful things that I experienced as a pastor is when I begin to have an evolution within my faith, when I begin to have questions, when I begin to ask the congregation uh, to ask their own questions. You know, here's one of the things about religion, and and this isn't uh, a, a, a singular to Christianity. It's to all religions. For the most part, people don't have or even know what they really believe. They don't have their own convictions. They don't have their own true belief system within them. Most religious people, their beliefs are ideas that were superimposed upon their life by family or by a pastor or by a community somewhere. They don't have any homegrown, organic convictions of their own. They don't have their own ideas about God. All of their ideas are regurgitated thoughts from others. And, and that's true for so many religious people today. They don't have their own convictions. They, they're afraid to ask the questions. They're afraid to be honest about what they really think or what they really feel for fear of the wrath of an angry God or you know, that they're going to make a mistake or that they're going to be wrong. And, and uh, you know, 
based on the way that many of us were raised, and I came from a very strict, um, my Christian experience has been a very strict Pentecostal Christian experience. I understand that that fear can feel really real, right? And so I think that Oftentimes we feel like, well, what if, what if I what if I get this wrong? What if I say something that's wrong? Or what if I what if I believe in something that's wrong? Or what if I go down a wrong path? And I realize that there's warning and concern for that. But I also think there's validity in being authentic. I think there's validity in discovering what you really believe. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who I bring up frequently because I just think he's great. He said, let me speak what I believe today with pure conviction and conscience. And if next week what I have to say contradicts what I said before, then let me say it with pure conviction and pure conscience. And what Emerson is saying is my beliefs are going to change. As I go through my life, I'm going to have an evolution within my faith. I'm going to have an evolution with what I feel about God, what I feel about the world you know, what I feel about myself. So wherever I'm at today, let me have a strong and pure conviction about it. Let me have a clear conscience about what I believe today. And if somewhere down the road, I, I have to make an apology for that or I have to contradict what I once believed, let me have that apology. Let me have that contradiction with a sincere and pure conscience, which the Apostle Paul talks about having a sincere and pure conscience uh, before the divine. And, and I think that that's really true. I'm, I can tell you right now, uh, as embarrassing as it may be, there are literally sermons that I would love to issue a public apology about. Now, on the day that I preached it, did I have a strong conviction about it? Yes, I did. But as I evolved as I grew, as I became more mature, I realized that some of those sermons were, they were mean-spirited, some of them possibly even damaging. They didn't represent the love of God. They didn't represent the passion of God uh, very well. And some of them came from tradition. Some of them came from, uh, you know, where I had been, learned my Christian experience from. And so we do evolve, we do change. Becoming an individual, pursuing purity, pursuing a pure conscience, a clear conscience, creating and becoming the person that you truly are, um, part of that process is making mistakes. Part of that process, you know, I heard a podcast today where um, uh, the individual said, the God who is greater and higher than I am is going to have to reach down to me where I'm at and guide me because there's many times I don't know what direction I'm going. And that's really true. Coming back to, uh, <laughs> well, um, Emerson again, um, he said the imitator bereaves himself of his own beauty and only comes short of another man's. And, and I think that that's brilliant. The imitator robs the world of his own beauty. You know, the Apostle Paul said um, that each one of us will give an account for our own lives. Each one of us will stand before God and will give an account for our life. Not the life of everyone around us and not the beliefs that we stole from everyone around us, but the way that we offered ourselves to the world. And, and I think, friends, that one of the most boldest and beautiful things you can do is offer your true self to your culture, to your, your community, to the people that you love, 
you know, that are dearest to you? Soren Kierkegaard, who is a, um, just this great German philosopher, said, um, the root of all evil, I believe, is the despairing refusal to be oneself. You know, as we go through the experience of life, we spend so much time trying to be who others want us to be, and all the while just robbing the world of our gift, robbing the world of our personal convictions, robbing the world, for lack of a better word, of our own inherent magic, right? The beautiful, you know, you know the, uh, the psalmist said, you created my inmost being. And so many times we rob the world of that beautiful, creative work of God by copying some other creative work that he made. And, and that's not what we're intended for. I believe, honestly, as difficult as it may be, and, and I, I'm on this path. I certainly have not arrived. I'm certainly not, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and... I don't want to speak to you from an expert point of view. There's plenty of guys out there podcasting from expert point of views. That's not what you're going to get from me because I, I don't believe that I am one. I believe that I'm another pilgrim, essentially, on the same journey that you are. The journey to discovering who it is that God made. What is this essence, this form that I embody? And what is it that I'm supposed to create and manifest in this world with this gift of life? And I don't believe that there's an expert answer to that. I believe that it's a journey. And I believe that giving ourselves in the purest form that we are is, is, is the gift. That is really the reason for our being. So join me with this. You know, join me with the, uh, the journey of authenticity, the journey of individuality. And... Uh, uh, this premiere episode is it's just going to be short and, and it's just kind of an introduction. But um, I, hope that, that, I hope it's something that we can enjoy together. I hope it's a discovery. I hope it's a journey, a path that we can walk together and that we can glean from one another's brilliance. And, and that's the thing that, again, I talked about being a part of the podcast community. I have learned so much from uh, other podcasts and what other people have said and guests that they've had. And uh, just to... Uh, it's amazing how much brilliance we are surrounded by every single day. And podcasting opens us up to so many ideas and thoughts and opinions and uh, beautiful expressions. And I hope to be one of the notes in that symphony. I hope to be one of the voices in that chorus. So um, thank you so much for listening today. Listen, there's a couple of things I want to ask you to do. If you enjoy the podcast today at all, I would love for you to share it on your social media account, your Facebook, your Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case may be. Go to iTunes and and, uh, and rate it, you know, as just incredible, and uh, tell, tell others about it. And it's just a brand new thing. I'm learning along the way. I certainly could use your help. I'd also like to connect with you. If you jump on Facebook, uh, just search for The Black Sheep Experience and like that and tell me that you listen to the podcast, The Black uh, Sheep Experience, also on Instagram. I can't wait uh, to hear from you. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. See you next time. Done. <laughs>